This is Sad Boy Radio. I never know just what to say. Alright everybody, welcome back to Sad Boy Radio episode, I don't know which one this one was, so <laughs> we'll just get into it. So today I got a very special guest, they're all very special guests here, except for Jay Glizzy, but I got Renika, she is a R&B singer? Yes I am. Okay, so go ahead and give yourself a little introduction to them. Hi everybody, I'm Renika. I'm a singer-songwriter in Chicago. I've been writing music since I was in grammar school, and a few years back, I decided to like take things into my own hands and create my own music and just start to recreate the feeling that I got when I was growing up and the songs that I loved. And I'm just really excited to be here and to like talk to you. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're definitely going to get to know a lot more about her right now, and we'll hop into it. So today's episode, we're going to talk about expectations. Now, expectations, they can be heavy, they can be light, but it's always something that's weighing on you, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that with expectations, I don't, I don't like focus on them too heavy. Mm -hmm. For me, I just kind of let them be there, but I also know that people are watching me in a sense, right? Not like you know, your friends or, like, random people, like your family, right? Because that's the people that matter, the people that want to see you succeed but are also going to tell you when you're wrong, right? Go ahead and talk about your experience <laughs> a little bit with that. With expectations? Yeah. So I will say that I love that this is the topic because that's something that I feel like I didn't realize I've been struggling with for a long time is feeling like I had to be the expectations that people have always expected of me from a young age like just succeeding in like little ways like oh getting straight A's or like making a really dope picture or anything that caused me to like get called out or noticed and I just always felt like subliminally I had to keep living up to those expectations like keep one-upping myself like keep doing just as good like I never felt like I had the room to show a flaw to show that I didn't know how to do something or I didn't know if I was capable of something. I just always felt like, even though I'm, this is probably like not what people think like at all or when I was younger, it's something that I think they didn't understand like, oh, like pushing this person is telling this person how great they're doing and kind of acknowledging them when they're great. Mm -hmm. Like it, it fucks with them. It does, like, it, it fucks with you just to feel like, oh, like, when I'm doing something great, like, that's when people are listening to me. See, that's, like, the hard part for me, right? Because even when I am doing something good or people tell me, like, damn, congratulations or damn, you did something good, right? It never really feels like I did something good mm -hmm. because I have actually had a conversation with somebody about this recently. They had posted on their snapchat they were like i never feel like i've done enough like you never feel satisfied and it's such a hard feeling to live with because and that sounds like one of the like easiest problems to have right yeah to feel like you haven't accomplished enough but it's it's tough especially when you got other things going on like i've talked about it on here a lot of the times like anxiety right i never feel like i'm doing enough i always feel like i need to be on the go like People tell me, like, why can't you just chill out? Like, just sit down and be alone, right? But I just feel like I got so many more things that I got to accomplish. And I think that kind of, like, stems from 
when I was younger, my dad, you know, I would get A's and B's in school. So then my dad would be like, that you got a B? Why couldn't you get straight A's? I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I did enough. I did, like, what I could. And it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, right? Because, yes, you're pushing a person to do more. But it's also like, all right, now as I'm older, like, I can't value my accomplishments. It's kind of weird. It's just something you got to keep going, you know, try to deal with and get better about, right? Mm -hmm. Well, part of the reason why it took me so long to do music publicly is because I always felt like people didn't expect that from me. Mm -hmm. That's why a majority of the time when people, like, that have known me hear something that I've done or somebody tells them something I've done musically, they're always, like, shocked because they never expected it from me. And I just always felt like I should live up to what people are expecting or maybe because they don't expect this, they're not going to receive it. So mm. I kept it so close to me because I'm just like, they want to see like this version of me. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see like the version of me that's that I am when I'm alone. Like mm. I didn't realize like, oh, who you are in front of people and who you are alone, they can be the same person. And it was like those expectations that I felt like were holding me back for such a long time. So why is it you felt like they had to be two different people? Just because, like I said, I felt like people only really were listening to me when I was like being this certain way. Like mm -hmm. when I was being the smart person or the artistic person. Which one were you in school? The smart one or the artistic <laughs> one? I was both. You were both. Until I got to high school, then I just said, fuck it. But... <laughs> For a very long time, I was both. Like, when I got to high school, that was when I was like, wait a minute. Is this, like, the path that I want to go in? Is this where where I'm really leading to? Mm -hmm. Like, I met up with someone that I knew in grammar school, and they were just like, girl, like, I thought you were going to be, like, a, the president by now. I thought you were going to try to be a lawyer. And me, like, being me and who I am now, I'm just like, I would never fucking do that. <laughs> but like that's just the kind of role that I felt like I had when I was younger was I have to live up to like people think I'm just supposed to be such a great thing and that led me to just go into myself and kind of keep what I really cared about who I really was to myself because I just felt like nobody would like notice anyway yeah that's tough <laughs> I, f I feel like me and you have like two completely different struggles in that aspect right mm -hmm. which is which is cool because a lot of times I get a lot of people who just agree with whatever I'm saying on the mm -hmm. show so for me it was always I like to be the opposite of what people expect me to be right so and then like grammar school people thought like I don't know they always like counted me out they always thought I was a little like stupid or some shit which didn't make sense because like I said I always had A's and B's but people always like pushed down on me so I was like you know I got A's and B's like I'm I'm smart bro and then by the time like I got older you know people started thinking like oh you know like he's just like a nerd or some shit and then I'm out here doing whatever I want to do. Like, it's just completely different. And I love that. I love the idea of being what people don't want you to be, what people don't expect you to be, because at the end of the day, like, nobody can do you like you, right? Mm -hmm. And the like I said, the only people I really care who got something to say about me is, like, my parents, because my parents are the ones who, you know, support me. They're the ones that are always going to be there at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But at times, I do feel like I can be better. For some reason, I feel like my siblings will probably say the same shit, that I'm the problematic child, which I'm not really problematic because my parents, like, I never, 
got arrested. I never did anything to, like, be, like, oh, my gosh, you're the worst child ever. Like, I'm just the one that doesn't, like, follow everything they say. As far as piercings, like, my parents hate piercings, at least for guys, right? They don't even want my sister to get, like, extra piercings. I'm like, all right. My dad, he's like, why don't you get a clean cut? You know, when you with Mexicans, bro, you have the little, like, fade, like, clean, everything. And then, you know, when you're a little more... When you're like really Mexican, you got a shag. So <laughs> like really Mexican, bro. No, but yeah, that's like that's what my dad didn't want. He's from Mexico. So yeah, that's what my dad didn't want for me because you know they grew up in a different time where that's what the gangbangers look like. You know, I'm not even gonna get into gangs and they're fucking uh, this is this isn't a gang show. But yeah, you know, as far as those expectations, you know, my parents had an expectation for what they wanted me to look like, what they wanted me to be like and that's just not you know it's not always going to be me but I will carry those morals and those manners that they taught me to have right because that's what's most important the person you are sometimes I just feel like I could be a better person but it'd be like that yeah I I feel like that every day I mean everything that you're saying right now is like where I'm at Mm -hmm. but it's just for such a long time I didn't realize that that was where I was you know I was I just found a song it's called perfect by simple plan Mm -hmm. and he talks about like you know I'm not I know I'm not the person you wanted me to be to his dad but you know like are you proud of me like type shit it was interesting to hear that song it's you know do you know who simple plan is yeah yeah, so obviously their music's a little more different from what, you know, we talk about on the show mainly, but definitely, like, whoever's listening, go ahead and ch- take a look, especially if you're feeling like that, like, you know, you're not what your parents expect you to be, but you're not bad. Yeah, and you realize, like, nobody knows anything. Like, even, like, back in the day, like, the people who were t- calling you stupid or whatever, like, they only know as much as they allow themselves to know. Like, Mm. you realize that hurt people hurt people. You spread what you know. I've realized now, like, it was never something that was personal. Like, I don't think that anybody stood around and was like, oh, I need to make Renika think that she needs to be this. It was always something that I felt like was subliminal. And I feel like I I took it, like, a different way. I took it as, this is how I need to be. Mm -hmm. Like, it was all subliminal, and it's just crazy like realizing that and how many different areas it affected me all right so yeah it definitely seems like expectations have really impacted you Mm -hmm. is there like one specific time that you could recall that you know you don't mind sharing about like when like when an expectation impacted you or stopped you from doing something or even like inspired you to do something well I will say it's not one specific event but before, like, I, I came out with music, I was a portrait painter. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I painted people and I, like, was kind of decent. And then when I crossed over into wanting to do music, I just kept, like, getting people, like, oh, but, like, painting, painting, painting. Like, oh, like, music, whatever. But, like, oh, painting. And that was one of those instances where I felt like, damn, I don't want to paint. Like, this is what actually means something to me and I realized that even though like that's what other people wanted or whatever other people wanted like what I wanted was music Mm -hmm. that it was more important to me than doing something just because I could or just because I was good at it it's something that taught it was a moment that taught me to like just do what feels right for me Mm -hmm. and not just something just because yeah Mm -hmm. so what was it that like made music so much more important to you than painting? I would say because I felt like with painting, I was just 
recreating something that I saw. But with writing, I was creating things that I felt. I guess in a sense, I was kind of creating another world as if like you were like painting it but it was something that really resonated with me and a lot of the songs that I was listening to around that like the time when I first started writing I felt like they were helping me to express myself but I just felt like I want to go even deeper like I want to use my own feelings I don't want to have to count on someone else to say what I want to say I just wanted to say it man that (laughs) that just like really hit home right because you know that's basically what I do here right just to tell people I express what I hope others feel from certain music uh what others are feeling at the time you know a lot like I said a lot of the time when people come on they do agree because I'm saying something that I feel a lot of people our age are going through Mm -hmm. and it's just weighing heavy on them you know just like you said with the You wanted to live for yourself. You didn't want to live for others anymore, right? You didn't want to just continue to do something because other people's wanted it. Other people wanted it, not people's. (laughs) You know, Drake even mentions it in that that new song, Champagne Poetry. You know, he says, live so much for others, don't remember how I feel. Mm -hmm. And it, it does get to that point where sometimes you don't even recognize who you are anymore when you're just living life based on how people expect you to be, right? I think There's been a lot of times where I think that's kind of like the party lifestyle, you know, where you go out so much that people expect you to go out now. You know, they hit you up. They're like, where you at? And you're like, man, I want to I'm staying home. And they're like, nah, why are you being lame? Nah, pop out. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever asks you how you're doing no more. (laughs) It's just it's just like you're this you're being this way. It's never like, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Why you are you in the house? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But that's how my friends are. Right. You know, when you're fresh 21, it's like, all right. We're here this weekend. We're here that weekend. Oh, three nights, four nights. And I'm like, bro, leave me alone. I just want to stay home. So I try my best with that to not let it impact, you know, what else I got going on. You know, I still got school going on. I still got to edit and do everything with the podcast. So it's like, all right, this night's for this. This night's for that. This night's for that. And if one of those days falls off, it's like, fuck. Yeah, I feel you like you're tapping into expectations for yourself. Mm hmm. And that is also a bitch. (laughs) It is. Because I think you were saying earlier, like, you feel like you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things. I was telling you how I woke up at 6 a.m. today. And I felt so accomplished because I do expect myself to do more. Like, even with work and whatever, I feel guilty when I come off of, like, a nine-hour shift and I sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty about that. Mm -hmm. And it is because I expect more of myself. And I try to be more understanding of like I'm still like figuring it out like I'm still in my 20s I'm still like learning and all this shit and I just feel like other people as well as yourself like don't just take the time to think about okay where is this stemming from like why can't why am I not getting off the couch like why am I not doing more Mm. why do I feel like I need to do more like it's just all way deeper than yeah no for sure yeah it definitely goes into like where you are mentally uh what's going on in your life at the moment and that's the tough part where it's like okay what do I got to change about my lifestyle you know personally for me I definitely know that I got to stop popping out so much (laughs) that's my problem is that I know I'm out and about the weekend and you know by the time the week starts I'm fucking exhausted Mm -hmm. but you know at the end of the day I think about it like this right I've talked about it. I get FOMO all the time, but I'd rather go ahead and enjoy my time and enjoy 
you know, the time I get with my friends and just be so hard on myself. But then I also think about, you know, all the stories of like sports players or artists who will, you know, forego that going out. They'll put aside everything. They'll put aside whatever it needs to be right to go ahead and work on their craft. So I'm like, all right, I got to be a little more dedicated. I got to be a little more committed. But, you know, that's not it's so hard. No, it's about I think it's about just finding the balance of what works well for you, because that is something like it's it's interesting that you brought that up, like with athletes and stuff, because something such as an athlete, they have age and time working against them. So, like, for them, it kind of has to be like this. But you have to ask yourself, like, do I still have the time to do that? Like, can I allow myself to enjoy these moments and take these moments in? Like, should I rob myself of moments that I might look back and regret just because I want to get there a little bit quicker? See, (laughs) you know, it's uh, as far as the music industry, Mm -hmm. definitely you got time working against you, too. You got time working with you and against you. You know, I just even watched a video on it, you know, where the Migos are talking about why LeBron gets music faster than everybody else, why LeBron gets the exclusive shit, right? And he talks about how rap and hip-hop, or my bad, hip-hop and sports are so intertwined because, you know, basketball players want to be rappers and rappers want to be basketball players, right? J. Cole. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, J. Cole, right? That's, you know, the lifestyle that a lot of people are introduced to, and they're just always intertwining together for, I don't know, since the early 2000s, probably, you know, earlier. Mm -hmm. But that's where, you know, that's when they started enforcing the dress code in the early 2000s because of Allen Iverson wearing a bunch of sports jerseys. And that's really... I wasn't even around to know that, right? But it's so talked about throughout sports that it's just become one big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my bad. As far as expectations, though, right? Yeah, it's it definitely goes a lot deeper. It's so, so, so tough to just, you know, not be so hard on yourself. And like you said, to get there a little quicker, hey, every moment counts, especially in, you know, the entertainment business because you miss your shot one time, you might not get it back. Yeah, and I feel like just being in your 20s, you say you're like... 21. Yeah, early 20s. Like, being in your 20s, it's just such a a pivotal time. And I'm the older I get, the more that I realize, like, damn, had I had popped off earlier, it would have been a shit show (laughs) because I wouldn't have been, like, mentally prepared. I wouldn't have gone through like the hoops and loops mentally that I had to get to to get to this point like I I wouldn't have been ready and I feel like had I completely allowed like other people's expectations or how your path is supposed to go I just wouldn't have ended up here I wouldn't be me or I wouldn't be becoming the artist that I that I'm becoming like if I were to just did what I what everybody else was doing just for the sake of like getting there quicker or because this is the path that other people were going to take like, even in music now, like, there are certain things that, like, people would say, like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And it's like, yeah, I, sh- I could do that, and I could do that and get a bunch of attention, but, like, it's it's not me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm more so back to that point of I don't want to do things just because this is what people expect mm-hmm. or this is what other people are doing and everybody expects everybody to do it. It's like, it's no fun that way. I mean, you're definitely right, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like you're ever really ready for whenever things are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just a whole new experience, you know. 
when you're getting that attention, when people start noticing, it's seen in the media all the time where, you know, they build you up just to tear you down. And how do you how do you really handle that? Right. Because even an artist like Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran is so was so hyped up back in 2017. You know, now he comes out with new music four years, four years later, something like that. Right. And people are. Yeah. People are trying to say, oh, you know, this, this and that they're tearing it down. So you can be the nicest person in the world. You can make the best music in the world. And someone's always going to have something to say about it. Yeah. Every everybody's not gonna like you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read a quote recently that was saying if everybody likes you, you're doing something really wrong. Mm-hmm. Because that means that nothing that you're you're just going with the crowd, you're going with the flow. You're mm-hmm. doing what like you're becoming a yes person and doing what everybody else is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Or you're agreeing with everybody else. It's like they say, if you got haters, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what do they say? Envy is the greatest compliment or some shit. Envy, envy is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Envy is the greatest form of flattery, right? Imitation, imitation. imitation. Yeah, we're about two hey, same <laughs> shit, man. If somebody envies you, they're definitely trying to imitate you. Mm-hmm. Well, in the entertainment industry, you know, you gotta imitate a couple things to make things to go well, right? Yeah. Because they, that's like a cognitive thing, right? Where people use the same chords or they use the same melodies or they interpolate things so that it'll get the attention of someone. Because when you hear something that's familiar, you're, you know, more likely to like it. it. There you go. If you're trying to, if you're trying to (laughs) pop off, go ahead and imitate somebody, you know. Um, Yeah, I, I will say that it does work in my favor sometimes. Like when people are like, you sound like this or you sound like that. Like sometimes... I get it, like it it does work and I do appreciate it because I realize that it does also connect to my goal of helping people or going back to the songs that inspired me when I was growing up and were there for me in a sense when I was growing up. So I do feel kind of a sense of pride where I was able to correctly recreate like a feeling, an emotion or a tone in my voice that that is true. (laughs) And you've done a couple covers, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. And I think I'm going to do more, too, because there are some songs that I've heard and I'm just like, damn, I wish that I wrote this. Mm-hmm. And that that's what led me into covers. And I realized that I also love to play around with it. Like, I love to not just make it like a, a lead, but I, I love to recreate the backgrounds mm-hmm. and just play with it and see what I can do with it. So I feel like I'll definitely probably have more covers out soon. There you go. I'll definitely check them out. So talk about those songs. Talk about which ones that gave you that feeling that made you say, I need to do this or I need to make this music. A lot of a lot of Brandy. Have you heard Brandy? Mm-hmm. Have you heard Angel in Disguise? It's it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a deep cut. But that's one of them, like any pretty much any brandy. Like if you just listen to her her layering, her vocals, they just feel like a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, they like it feels good. I would say Brandy, Angel in Disguise, Aaliyah, One in a Million. I would also say another Brandy song called I Tried, which is from her Aphrodisiac album. But pretty much like most Brandy songs, like whenever I'm recording a song, I think about Brandy a lot. I think about like what would if I were listening to Brandy on this beat, what would I want to hear? Like what would make me feel those things that I felt when I was listening to her? And how can I also incorporate what I do naturally into those songs? Mm-hmm. So what were those feelings that really took over you? 
Like what what emotions would you say? Like butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> butterflies, peace, euphoria, just that kind of music where you close your eyes. The kind of like pretty much the kind of shit that you would want to get high to, and mm. and you feel like you're floating. <laughs> that's that's the kind of music that I listen to. You like it's, to feel calm. Yeah, that's why I mostly am an R and B girl because I just like to feel that warmth like music makes me feel warm and cozy <laughs> you know what season reminds me of that that feeling that you're describing the transition from summer to fall that's my favorite time of the year that's so funny that you said that like that cool breeze and that's when a lot of my favorite memories are like the beginning of fall i think my favorite my favorite memories with music stem from that time. Mm-hmm. As far as favorite memories, I don't I don't know, man. Summers, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like the summer to fall thing might also low-key be a school thing mm-hmm. because that's when we're used to, like, going back to school. And it's a, this feeling of fresh, like, brand-new start. Like, you get the brand-new shoes. <laughs> the, you get your hair cut. You get a new outfit. All for that first day of school, you get, like, new school supplies. Like, all that shit kind of just ties into new beginnings i definitely feel like you don't really get i don't know i mean obviously we can't talk about another state another city but i don't feel like you'd get that same feeling from another city like with chicago it's just like you said that cool breeze the summer nights you know ending a little quicker i love summer because you know i love sunlight sunlight just brings up my mood 10 like a thousand times right but yeah, definitely that that calm feeling, you know, just chilling. That That's funny to me because this is Sad Boy Radio. <laughs> I would expect you because I was going to say, like, my favorite days are low-key like the cloudy, rainy ones. Cloudy Only when rain. I'm indoors and, like, just chilling. Not when I'm outside. I don't want to be outside in the cloudy, rainy. I don't like cloudy and rainy. That That's <laughs> that's when you become a sad boy. No. we don't. <sighs> Listen. Not see, she's got the expectations of a sad boy. <laughs> I did, and you're showing me that you like, like you said, you don't like to do what people expect of you. I like to feel good, but th- that's <laughs> not always the case. So that's why we're sad boys. Yeah, as far as that feeling of you know that season change, that's why I really like Bryson Tiller's music because it's just that's when he released his last album. It was September, October. Honestly. <sighs> I didn't feel it the first time. I wasn't, like, super impressed. I felt like the production was really hard on it. You couldn't really hear what he was saying. His vocals were, like, too low. But as time goes on, you know, you build those memories with the music, and it's like, all right, I feel this now. Really listen to what they got to say. It's like, all right, that hit. So, like, the song Out of Time with Drake. Uh, I like Brent Fires. Brent Fires is, uh, you know, he's one of those artists where you could just chill, listen to that where that fall nights will hit he's toxic bro yeah i would say like one of my favorite things to listen to during the fall time is have you ever heard of tinashe mm-hmm. she's like a she started with mixtapes and stuff and inspired me like a, a lot because there was a video of her in her home studio with a bunch of gear just recording and i was like oh shit like you could do that i didn't know you could do that like i thought you always had to go to a studio and then I started listening to listening to her music, and it was had this dark vibe. I guess, damn, I feel like I'm a sad girl, <laughs> but it just had this dark vibe, and it was kind of mysterious and spooky, but still had that feeling of warmth, like that I hear in like 
brandy and stuff like that. So, and then I also discovered that when I was at school. So I feel like that it still does tie back into school, fall time. I just feel like R&B definitely has the, they have the ability to talk about so much. And I've talked about it a lot where, you know, especially in R&B, the topic of love, the theme of love and broken hearts, being toxic, all that shit, it all comes back to it. And that's why I like, bachata so much uh i don't know how much you know about spanish music oh i know all about it yeah all right they, <laughs> there you go no but as far as bachata right because a lot of the concepts with it is you know being toxic love songs heartbroken so i guess m- mixing those two up that's definitely my favorite yeah no i write i write the best when i'm heartbroken yeah yeah for sure like sometimes i'll even have to like dig into the archives of heartbreak like just to pull out <laughs> something good just because there's just something so raw like and everybody relates to that like even if you're you're not in a relationship like you relate to one day or something anything that broke your heart like even if it was like your puppy or something like you relate to being sad and being in your feelings so mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely write the best when I'm sad angry heartbroken i feel like she said she wrote about two different people in the same song oh i've done that before yeah i've definitely done that before like sometimes you just gotta you gotta pull from where you gotta pull from to get get the song done get the idea across i did it on one verse so i think that's worse low-key but i think it's better because it's it's better that way i feel like if i add in like one from here and one from here like i don't want anybody to like feel like oh this is about me like i want to be like no like this is about what i was feeling what i was going through like thanks for the inspiration they don't they don't know that's what everybody says every time they hop on this show they're like i don't want to talk about the specific situation because they're gonna know i'm like bro how are they going to know, bro? Like, uh, I don't know, because I like I've said before, I don't feel like people always remember things the way you remember them. Right. Yeah, so yeah. if something was super significant to you, it could mean nothing to another person. And that's the shit that drives me crazy sometimes because I'm like, damn, bro, like that shit meant nothing to you. Like, But that should also make you feel better, because when you think about it, the shit that's like tearing you up, this like in the fact that this person isn't really thinking about it, it's like, oh shit, then why am I over here thinking about it? Like if it doesn't if it doesn't exist to them, why isn't existing to me? Why am I allowing it to exist to me? Or I even had this conversation with someone before, like with bad memories or certain memories coming up. It's like nobody I'm sure you're th- if you thought about like, oh, and that time in third grade when I embarrass myself in front of the class like the class is not sitting up here in your mid-20s like thinking about ha 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 that person like humiliate themselves in class I mean sometimes low-key you know when you got when you're with your (laughs) homies and you guys were both there you know remember that time in fourth grade when somebody nah (laughs) I don't know as far as that that's different right you embarrass yourself in front of a class that's different than like a one-on-one interaction like personal connection you had with somebody and that person's just like who are you I I definitely under I understand that too like trust me I definitely understand that but I feel like it also does help to go back to this person is not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not thinking about me. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting up here thinking 24-7. It's just not helpful to anybody. It's like holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I don't know. For me, it's like I've been in both positions, right? Mm-hmm. I've been probably the person that has hurt somebody and, you know, don't think about it. I'm like... 
mm-hmm. I told you what was up. And then I've also been the other person. So uh, that kind of just goes back into, I don't know. My mom will always tell me, like, what goes around comes around. I'm like, leave me alone. I don't know. It's just, it's just tough to think about sometimes. Like, I'm like, damn, I did you dirty. You did me dirty. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me move on. And I don't feel like you can have a fresh start, a fresh, fresh start, like, you know, find something worthwhile until Mm -hmm. you've completely, like, cleansed yourself of everything else. Like, you just got to do you. Mm. I don't know what to give you your take. No, I was going to say, I think you could definitely find something worthwhile, but whether or not you allow yourself to completely give yourself to it, that's another story. You're not going to think it's worthwhile at that moment because you're... You know, you're not your mindset's not even there. So it's going to be like, nah, you're not worth it. You're not worth it. Mm, you might be worth it, but I'm probably going to fuck you over. So and it's toxic boy fault. Yeah, you just I mean, at the end of the day, when something feels right for you, you just got to follow it. Like people are going to get hurt. It's shitty. Like I've been hurt, but I also understand that people have to go through their own journeys. You could hold on to it, but sometimes you just are never going to get that closure because mm-hmm. people have to go through their own journeys and sometimes those journeys just take you too far to even come back or to have a reason to come back and close that door. You can't hold people to your own expectations. Yeah. Because you know, if people are going to fuck up, people are just going to like let you down. I don't know, something I've been thinking about a lot recently is like forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to forgive yourself but also being able to forgive people even if those people aren't around anymore, right? Because, man, a lot of people let a lot of things just keep on impacting them, you know? It's like, it's not even, like, a good reference, kind of, but it's like the song Big Sean, Body Language, you know? He's like, oh, you got to let your walls down because, right, when you let your walls down, you're able to accept more, and you got to be able to accept your blessings rather than push them away. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's that's... As yeah. far as expectations and other people go. Yeah, you all, I feel like I also realized that having those blocks up, like, of course, people are going to have these expectations if you're not showing, like, what it is. Of course, they're going to expect you to, like, be this way or, or do something, the w- like, the way that you used to if you're not explaining to them, like, oh, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. If you're not letting out how you feel, of course, people are going to expect certain things from you. Like, there's all different, there's all different angles from it. There's, like, expectations from yourself, from others, from what your what you think your future self wants, what your past self probably wants. You're about to get me going again. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, man, you said people expect you to act the same way that you were go- you were before, as if you didn't just live all that life. Oh, uh, man, I just hate when people like when people switch up, and they're like, when you ask them what's wrong, what's going on, and they just. Nah, they just switch up completely how they act. And then they finally want to tell you, and you're like, just leave me alone. Oh, my gosh. Are you talking about a girl? This sounds like a... a like a Multiple girls. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it sounds like. I think it's just a girl thing. <laughs> it just has to be a girl thing. I completely forgot about that. She was talking from experience, too. Who do you do that to? Who do I do that to? I mean partner (laughs) i'm I'm playing i'm playing we don't gotta get into it i really appreciate the conversation you brought up a lot of things that i completely forgot about so yeah i'm gonna expose myself with this one (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're gonna go ahead and close out and the way we close out is you know showing your 
sentimental items. So what did you bring today? I brought one of my journals, this one. And I have a lot of journals. And the reason why I decided that I wanted to bring one of my journals is because, like, I just get so excited, first of all, by blank sheets of paper, like, fresh book, fresh pen, and just writing. And this is how my writing started. Like, now I kind of don't necessarily write pen to paper anymore. I kind of just record and go. The reason why this one specifically is special to me is because some of the first songs that I ever put out just on, like, some SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Like, Tess, I just want to see what I can do in my bedroom closet type shit. Like, some of those first songs are all in this book. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, I think it starts in, like, 2016. I feel like it holds a very, very pivotal time for me, like, realizing that I wanted to take writing serious. Realizing that, because at first I thought I just wanted to be a songwriter. Like, that was originally where I was headed but then I realized that I had the things that I had to say were too personal to me to let somebody else say them so I have like plenty more journals I had like a whole binder like this thick full of like hundreds and hundreds of songs but I just thought that would be too big (laughs) to bring so I just wanted to bring this one because those were songs that I never put out like just songs that I wrote without even having beats to them like I was just writing like here like making up the beats in my head Mm -hmm. type shit but these ones are the first ones where I was like okay I'm gonna sing these I'm gonna put them out and yeah I just feel like that like that notebook is where it all started like being a reality for me I appreciate you bringing that that you know definitely a sentimental item Mm -hmm. for sure that's dope I I love hearing the stories I love hearing you know everything that goes into the craft right Mm -hmm. that's one of the many things I love to do in my free time just watch interviews from artists and hear why they made the music they made right I'm the same way I love behind the scenes stuff yeah that's my favorite also it's inspiring but it's also fascinating Mm -hmm. it's also it does make you feel like closer to the artist closer to just like another person in general well now they got the introduction to you so the next one can definitely be you know straight up interview talk about your music and what's next uh, you do you got another project coming out soon? Well, I just dropped a EP called Scorpio B Side, like maybe a couple, like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then I do have an upcoming track on an upcoming female EP with Sir Trevor James, and then I decided like I'm probably just gonna chill like in terms of putting out music for now, just because I really want to focus on what I already have out and just expanding on that. But of course, like, I'm never going to stop making music or at least I don't know where life is going to take me, but I'm always going to have something Mm -hmm. like I'm going to keep bringing it out, even if it just if even if it's just for me, like there's songs that I have that I would probably never put out. But I listen to it like every day. The archives, bro, that's that's the best. (laughs) This is fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had a great time. You know, you exposed me. So. No, we we didn't we didn't get to expose her today, but that, that that's coming feel, for another time. That makes me feel great. Like people would always say that I should be like a therapist or something because I like I like talking to people. I don't know how we got into it. I don't know how we got <laughs> that deep. I definitely like having someone else that listens, right? <laughs> yeah, we're like two listeners. All right, guys. Well, that'll be it for today. Sad Boy Radio. Go ahead and check out her Instagram and check out that new EP. I'll go ahead and plug everything. Do you have anything else you want to say? Yeah, just listen to my music on Spotify under Renika, R-A-N-I-K-A. And then follow me on Instagram, R-A dot 
N-I-K-A. God, I almost forgot how to spell my damn name. Well, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. And thank I had a good time. Me. Oh, yeah, of course. That'll be it for Sad Boy Radio. Peace out. Time stopped when you came through the door. This is Sad Boy Radio. Right. And now my mind is locked.